It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, it's now time for the general manager show here on A's Cast, powered by TuneIn. David Force is with us. And, David, before we get into the big club, I want to talk to you about your AAA team. Your AAA team is absolutely on fire. How much are you loving that? Yeah, it's been a great start for uh, for the Aviators. I, I had a chance to go out for their opening night uh, a couple weeks ago. They opened a brand-new ballpark, which is fantastic. It's out, out in Summerland and uh, they worked around the clock for the last 12 months to get it ready. Um, and Don Logan, who's uh, the general manager and president there, the, a guy we've known for a long time and, and excited to finally partner with them and, and have our AAA team in Vegas. So it's been, uh, it's been great to see them get off to such a good start. Um, you know, that first homestand, they won, I think, six out of seven. They kept winning out on the road. They swept uh, swept Sacramento, which is which is always nice to beat up on the Giants AAA team. And, uh, and they, yeah, they've just they've kept it rolling. So a lot of guys off to good starts in AAA, which is great to see. You know, Ryan Dull came back up and talked about just how beautiful facility it is and, and that it plays fair. Because that's one thing, you know, let's face it, you're building in the desert. And I've actually played golf at TP Summerlin. It's a beautiful area, but you know, when you're building in the desert with the wind and the, in the different climates, you really never know how it's going to play. You're right. And, uh, I think, you know, the jury's still out. I'm glad to hear Ryan, uh, pitcher telling us it plays fair because certainly your biggest concern, uh, going into the desert, you know, looking at how their previous stadium play your, your biggest concern is for the pitchers and, and the way the ball is going to fly so um, we, we do have a number of position players off to to big starts putting up some big numbers but you've also got you know guys like Daniel, Daniel Mangdon who's got a three ERA there Ryan pitched great while he was down there Jerry Blevins is doing a nice job so we have some pitchers performing well and um, you know they've been when they weren't in Vegas, they played five games in El Paso, which is not an easy place to pitch. Uh, the ball generally flies well in Sacramento, and then they went down to Fresno, which is another good hitter's park. I think, look, the PCL is going to be tough on pitchers no matter where you are, but uh, it's been a great start for Vegas. Yeah, I always wonder about that because when I look at, like, let, let, we can just go down the list because I got it in front of me. Sean Murphy's hitting 397. You got Peyton hitting 379. Mateo's hitting 379. Bolt's hitting 355. Campbell's hitting uh, 333. Like, how do you judge how successful somebody is when it, you know, talk about elevation, the different ballparks around the league. How do you judge success when it is truly such an offensive league? Yeah. Um, like I said, we're going to have to get a little bit more of a sample. But the nice thing about today's game is that you have 
you have some underlying metrics to uh, to sort of tell you how legitimate this is, and and everything those guys do down there is tracked, and and we have uh, they you know their TrackMan radar systems in most parts parks, so you know about the exit below, and and we have enough ability to translate AAA stats. So I think we I think we can do a decent job measuring that. Um, you know the the little bit of the unknown is how the hitters respond when they they get to Oakland in a, a more uh, a more neutral hitting environment. We, we heard from the Mets, who were in Vegas for a number of years before us, that uh, sometimes it took a little while for hitters to, to adjust because they, they weren't getting away with things in the big leagues that they got away with consistently in Vegas as far as putting the ball in play. But, um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Just, you know, talking about the numbers that you just mentioned, it, it's great that guys are feeling confident, swinging the bat well, and that we do have – some options to bring position players up when, when and if the time comes. You know, no doubt we we overreact in good ways and bad ways with the big club. Obviously, with the sweep of Toronto, oh, my God, the sky's falling. Then the sweep of Texas, everything's great again. So just tell me <laughs> for you how nice it was to get a sweep of the Rangers after what happened with the Blue Jays. Yeah, it's it's important, and, and no matter how long you do this job and, and tell yourself not to read too much into – one game or one series, your you know your emotions kind of take over. And after after we get swept by Toronto, yeah, you're you're thinking, man, what what is wrong here? What needs to be fixed? And um, the reality is, if you're just a little bit patient, then you put together three games like we did against Texas, and you realize, oh, it's just the normal ups and downs of the baseball season. So, uh, I mean, that said, look, we we didn't score runs for the first. Five games of the homestand. We I think we put together a total of what 23 over the last three days. So um, the bats are going to be fine. We're going going to Toronto, which is a place where we we normally swing the bats well. And um, you know we know starting pitching is going to be a, a night nightly thing that we're going to have to help. It's going to have to help us compete and keep us in the game. So it's uh, yeah, it is a nice little microcosm of the season to look at those two series back to back and realize that. Uh, it's not every night that you have to sort of overreact. So I look offensively, and there's a couple of guys we need to talk about. I think first and foremost, Marcus Simeon has only made one error on the year, and what he's doing offensively for you is truly amazing, whether he's leading off or he's hitting second. Talk about the start Marcus has had, and he's healthy and he looks fabulous. Yeah, it's it's great. You and I talked uh, briefly about Marcus last week and, and just sort of hit more – high level his journey from uh, from when we first traded him but um but yeah what you said he's healthy he's uh he's got some power a three-run homer hit yesterday was huge to get us uh, a lead in that game um and you look at his walk and strikeout numbers i mean he's doing everything offensively right now so uh that was a, a question mark for us coming into the season and, and certainly through the first you know 27 or so games it looks like he's answered the bell yeah, and, and the fact, only one error. I mean, you think about that, how many games the Athletics have played. He's only made one error, David. Yeah, it's uh, he's, he's so steady out there, and, and it's such a such a difference from where we were once, and, and it's such a, uh, I think, a source of, of comfort for our pitchers to know when they get that ground ball the way, you know, the way we got out of an inning yesterday. Uh, you know, Brooks, he got that ground ball in the first to get uh, out of first and second, nobody out. It, it makes a huge difference for those guys. 
And talk about your right fielder, Stephen Piscotty, because in these three games, he's raised his batting average over 50 points. I mean, you, you can't ha really have a better se series than Piscotty had. And if the Shields didn't rob him, uh, uh, it would end up being a sack fly. The series would have even been better. Yeah. I see such a Stephen's such a professional hitter, and he knows the swing so well. Um, and, again, you, you go back to the idea of, of not overreacting, not worrying. I mean, they were – Two games on that road trip where, you know, he took some bad swings. Uh, Baltimore, I think he had a, a one for 15 stretch. And, um, you know, you say, well, he's, he's maybe not swinging the bat so well. And then it just it turns on a dime the way it did for him over the last week. So uh, when, when Bob can put him in the three-hole, uh, you know, behind Chap in front of Chris or, or even five or six protecting some of those guys, it's, it's a great weapon to have. Is Chad Pender making it tough for Bob and you to keep him out of the lineup every day? <laughs> Look, that's a great problem to have. I, I wouldn't say he's making it tough. Um, he's he's playing great. You know, Chad's versatility has always been um, a huge strength for us. And it's just a, a great thing for us to have on the roster. And, um, you know, he played left field yesterday. He's played second base recently. I, I know he's played just about everywhere over the first month of the season. So uh, it's a nice, nice option to have every day. Now, whether he goes in at one spot every day or whether he continues to move around, I know, I know Bob's committed to getting him in the lineup. How important is it for you that he does embrace being flexible and that he can play anywhere? And he actually looks forward to it. Yeah, he he always has since he came up. You know, uh, you know, you look back at Chad's sort of journey through the minor leagues, and um, you know, guy was Texas League Player of the Year playing shortstop every day. So uh, he had every reason to believe that he was going to stick and be an everyday guy. And he's never once sort of balked at his role since he's been in the big leagues. Um, it, it's funny he gets a little bit overlooked, but you know, our our player development conversation is always let's get a guy here so that he's ready to be here and never has to go back. And, and it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, I've, I've said publicly, it's, it's as much art as it is science. And, you know, Matt Olson's journey is well publicized. He had to go up and down five or six times in the same season, but Chad is a guy who got here and never left. And I think that speaks to his value that what that versatility brings and how there's always a spot in the lineup for a guy with Chad Pinder's skill set. A guy who has become an ML, MLB Network darling and StatCast darling is Ramon Laureano. <laughs> I mean, what he does in center field, I mean, the other day, I mean, jumping, you know, over the fence, catching it, and then the throw. I mean, does it just amaze you the way it amazes all of us? It does. It does. And that catch the other day, um, you know, I was I was up in the, the box here. I actually had my, my family with me, and it was one of those things where I'm like, I, I'm so glad my son was here to see that catch in person because it's it's one we're going to see on the highlights forever it's one we're going to be talking about and and when you have a guy who has the ability to create moments like that it's it's something you want to be in the park for um and like you said he's now he's sort of a highlight darling and they put the stat cast numbers up there even you know he scored from first on uh, on that hit the other night and, and an inning later you see the replay of his sprint speed coming around second base and um you know look R ramon's numbers I, i'm sure he would tell you he's not happy yet with the way he's swinging the bat he's only hitting 230 something and you know he should be getting on base more than he is but um but he impacts the game in all those ways 
And uh, it's just he's a, he's a fun guy to come to the park and watch. Yeah, I'm glad your son got to see a 389 foot double play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing about the way we watch the game these days is uh, even even our group, our baseball ops group, up in the box. The first thing we're all thinking is like, hey, let's find out how far he threw that ball in the air because it's just it's something you don't see every day. And and you know now that we can measure this stuff, it's it's pretty cool to be able to. Uh, to know exactly what it was. You brought Profar in to be your second baseman, and it's just, it's just, it always, it's tough to watch someone struggle, and, and you root for these guys. How tough is it for you, and what do you say to him to, to keep him from looking up the scoreboard and going, oh my God, I'm, I'm only hitting 172? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to know what to say to him. And, and, and look, Bob and, and Darren Bush, our hitting coach, they're, you know, they can only say so much like, hey, we know what kind of player you are. We know what you're capable of. Don't, don't try and do too much. And, and just let them know we're going to be patient because, um, because he has contributed. And he had the, you know, the RBI single yesterday to get us to 5-3. And, um, and we, we've seen some good swings. He turned a couple double plays yesterday that helped get out of innings. So there's, there's always a way to contribute. And, and we certainly know what he's capable of. It's just, you know, it's just a matter of being patient and, and him being confident himself. And I think, I think he'll be just fine. Let's end on this. We'll talk about two guys in their health. Cause we know that Matt Olson is swinging the bat. I saw him taking ground balls. You know, it's a weird deal. The hamate bone. It's not like you're trying to heal, heal the bone. The bone's been taken out. So it's gone. So the hand is not broken anymore. Where are we with him? We know he's on the trip. Do you see him playing soon? Yeah, we uh, we're getting close on Ole, which is great. I mean, it, it sort of gets overlooked that we've been without him, other than those first two games. But um, but he's he's so important to the lineup and giving some left-handed balance, protecting Chris with uh, with his power, and um, everybody's anxious to get him back. But uh, like you said, it's just it's a matter of working through some of that uh, scar tissue and and just you know. D- dealing with the pain and he's taking batting practice. He's on the road trip because, uh, because Bob wanted him with the guys and, and working out, you know, full speed because we're trying to get him prepped for, uh, for a rehab assignment that hopefully, um, hopefully before the end of this road trip, he leaves the team and, and heads out to meet up with Vegas to, uh, to start that. And, and, you know, with the time that he missed, he probably needs 20 to 25 at bats. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I think we're all hopeful that he, uh, he takes off while they're in either Boston or Pittsburgh and, and goes to get some games in. Yeah, the baseball world had no idea what the hamate bone was until Jose Canseco <laughs> broke it in 1989. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, is- and now, yeah, it happens. It, it's amazing. It happens all the time. We, we know what to do with it. In fact, you know, Sean Murphy, our, uh, our catcher down in AAA, has, has lost both of his handmade bones. He, uh, he did one in college, and then while in Midland last year, he fractured the other one, which is, which is rare. You, you don't usually see it at the top hand. But, uh, but yeah, you just you deal with it. You get, get it out of there, and guys just have to, uh, to work through it to get back. And finally, it's being reported about Jesus Lazardo throwing the baseball again. Where are we with your, your young, spectacular left-hander? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's been thrown for about a week now, and uh, and 
you know, like I always say with these guys, until they get on the mound, it's hard to really map it out. But Jesus feels great. Um, you know, we took a, a pretty solid four weeks off completely just to get him stronger and, and make sure the doctor signed off on everything. But he's been throwing for about a week, um, stretch him out to, you know, 120 plus feet playing long toss. And uh, hopefully we're only, uh, you know, only seven to 10 days away from getting him on the mound. David, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Chris. Thanks for the visit. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.